everyone. You may notice that this week's episode uh, has some audio that's a bit jacked up. Uh, me and Dave are echoing a lot, and that is unfortunate. Um, it's because of some technical difficulties that we didn't work out when we started recording, but we figured this week's guest and this week's episode as a whole was too important to delay or re-record, so we did a real uh, 11th hour uh, edit of this uh, to, to put out something that we think is still is still good and still quality uh, for you guys, so hopefully you guys can still enjoy it. Um, we apologize for the uh, diminished quality of this week's episode, but we hope that the uh, hype, the absolute hype of this week's guest will make up for the fact that the audio is a little janky, um, but... There it is. I don't know what else to say. I'm sitting here rambling. Uh, It's really late. I'm still editing this thing. So um, hopefully you guys will forgive us and enjoy the episode. It's not that bad. The audio is not that bad. Okay. All right. Fine. Enjoy it. Hey, everyone. This podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts like Tom and Jeff Watch Batman by heading over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Halbkasten mit Tom Reimann an David Bell. podcast right yeah that's yeah. it it's a 60 second podcast where it's just a bunch, a bunch of guys bullshitting and then getting in sync and then leaving. i loved it <laughs> count count cast read 1-900 hot dog thanks for having me oh shit <laughs> that the um oh brockway's one about the wwe cartoon series i had i literally had tears in my eyes when I was reading that. <laughs> that dude's so like effortlessly funny i say effortlessly but sometimes he he is on slack going I'll never be fucking funny again. I fucking hate this article. He's a, he's a haunted man. But it's so funny. <laughs> I met I mean, him once, and it was real dark. Us. It was really, yeah, really dark. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've met him exactly once as well. Yeah. <laughs> I always enjoy my time with him. He, he like, genuinely is, like, a curmudgeon old man, like, in his soul. And it's he like, is. It's he has the soul. He has the soul of like Mr. Wilson. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like not an act. I find myself like doing an act sometimes when I write, but it's just that's not him. He's just like really that cranky most days. <laughs> oh, oh shit. shit. Um, okay, so I guess we can go ahead and get started. Um, I feel like we've already started. Yeah, we're kind of already started. Who knows? Who can say? Uh, who gives a shit? I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna do the intro. Okay. <laughs> Sure, 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 sure. Yeah, yeah. What are right, count to three. Hypecast. Show about stuff. Oh, when we get hyped about stuff and or things. I'm your co-host, Tom Ryman. I am your other co-host, David Bell. I really savored that. Stretch it out. You, really, you made a meal out of that, you son yeah. of a bitch. We have a third person here. And as per tradition, we're going to awkwardly introduce them by making them introduce themselves. 
Oh, okay. I'm the guest. My name's yeah. Sean Baby from the internet. Hi. Hey, I remember, I remember you from the internet. Yeah. It's a pleasure to be here. Ah, uh, thank you so, so much for for, uh, for being on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and being on the internet. Yeah. I, I get hype like crazy. You guys don't even know. Uh, in the '90s, they called me Maximum Hype because mm. that's how much hype I bring. The maximum amount. The I maximum see. Amount. Yeah. Nowadays, yeah. everybody's still saying it. Yeah. yeah. Sure. <laughs> and that was me. Sometimes you I started that chill me with maximum hype. <laughs> um, so, I've always kind of been medium hype. Like yeah, we, that's the hype. thing about hypecast is we often get we get hyped. We do get hyped, right? Right, yeah. Tom. We get hyped. There are things that um, we do legitimately uh, achieve max hype over. Right, but like uh, sometimes you have no control over what trailers are out. So mm-hmm. then you then you like then you try to talk about like the trolls movie and you're like right. man I, I don't think I can be hyped for this right so we I gotta go the hype fluctuates and I get a lot of residual hype from the trolls she really enjoys the trolls and uh, in that movie I don't know if you saw the trolls but uh, it's like a full on acid trip like it opens with a medley of like nine different music genres and in the middle of it one of the trolls like fucking gives birth out of his hair and everyone oh, no. has like a little line like. It's it's crazy. It's like really overwritten as a screenplay, but then also they just jam every song that's ever been into it, and it's all like it all takes place. It's like a '70s drug movie. It's like right. It's like someone's too, trying to design the Rocky Horror Picture for like 2030 crowd. It sounds. Do I need to watch the Trolls I mean, movie? Yeah, I think you should take a look. It's pretty weird. I might have to. It sounds a little like Strange Magic. Uh, oh my god! Who's seen George Lucas's uh, Strange Magic? Because that. that's a oh man! Oh it's, man, you're in you're in for a treat. Does it yeah. feature who let the dogs out? It's <sighs> it might it's it's a bunch no, of like covers of rock songs, right? right? All the that's songs. The, well, yeah, that's the that's the problem with it. I mean, if, if putting Who Let the Dogs in it would still be a problem because that movie came out in like 2014. Right. But like, it's supposed to be a movie for kids, and all the songs in it are just covers of of. Content, like classic, classic standards, standards, but they're all Remember rock they're all songs from like the '70s. From like the so 70s, it's like 40 so years like before this movie's before target, target audience was even born. born. And then it it doesn't help that Lucas said it was his Star Wars for girls. Oh man! <laughs> and it was like what? <laughs> you know, that quote sounds familiar. I think that like made it into my you know my life. That quote did. Yeah. It's you like should, poetry. Uh, it rhymes. It's, yeah. A, it's it is it's, it's like poetry. It rhymes. <laughs> Um, you should definitely throw that movie on for your uh, for your little one. Yeah, they might like it. You won't, but they might. No, they but might like it. yeah. Um, uh, what are we doing? We're doing we're doing a hype cast. You guys run a This is also no, yeah. Uh, we have producers. Is a yes. thing. Yeah. Uh, so so this is a thing we do. Uh, people are familiar with. Uh, we gotta we gotta do some shout out to some producers before we get started with the trailers. So, uh, uh, starting with a very new, uh, a brand new, a brand new producer, brand new asking seven, one Ooh. word asking That's seven. Great. That s- sounds like a, a band that would, would have toured with Hawthorne Heights. <laughs> that is very true. Thank but, you. Thank but you. we thank you. For thank you. Asking seven. Also, thank you to Vincent. Mm. With a Y. Vincent. With a oh, Y. Yeah. We, we've already determined he's the this person is some sort of vampire. Yeah. Without a doubt. They're not even trying yeah. to hide yeah. it. We got a few vampires. They smell the with the dripping blood. Mm. Uh, 
Also to Rev MD. Uh, thank you, Reverend Reverend Doctor. Mm-hmm. We appreciate you. Also, Dracula, the bus driving vampire, I assume is also a vampire. You would I really think. like that name. No. Yeah. Just unironically, I think that's a good username. Isn't it? Because it, it paints a very vivid mental yeah, image. Yeah, it's and evocative. I love they didn't try to get cute with the Dracula. They didn't try to like make like a shitty pun. They're not like mm-hmm. Busula. The bus driver vampire. It's just Dracula. <laughs> My name is Dracula, like the other famous vampire, but right. I'm the one who drives a bus. Yeah. Right. Unrelated to the famous Dracula, I drive a bus. I'm a city employee. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of uh, name puns, I, I'm a fan of uh, this one. HP Love Shaft. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you, HP. Uh, do you want me to? Do you want me to grab a couple? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you to John Munez. Thank you, John Munez. Uh, thank you, John. Thank you to Captain Toenail. Um, I hope him. you're actually a captain and this is not a case of stolen valor. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you to Wavy Rancheros. Wavy, WR. And uh, thanks to Dr. Kitty MD. DK. DKMD. Hel- helping thank people you. out in the pandemic. Give mm-hmm. give all cats face masks. You're so fluffy. Scalpels. I'm not doing anything. I could do a couple too, guys. Yeah, yeah you can. Why don't what, what, okay, what, what, you grab some? Mr. DNA. Yeah. Lauren Cucci and thank you Lauren for uh, adding that that's pronounced like Gucci right thank you Lauren boot lesson I just like that I'm not even sure what it means but it's a good name isn't it great it, ro- yeah. it rolls off it rolls off the lips it's not a rolling off the tongue it's a mm-hmm. lot of lip work yeah they're not a bad guy but they're not fully a good guy yeah, yeah you're not sure, sure about bootler boot lesson Grumble B is another producer yeah, Grumblebee. Thanks, Grumblebee. Um, and Tux. Yeah! You can always trust Tux. <laughs> Brought to you by Tux. Tux, right, oh, made, you made it sound like it's like a, a like a boot, a hiking boot or something, or like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's, a, it's a boot you can rugged. tuck your jeans into. It's, yeah. yeah, it's rugged. It's rugged today, man. It's, for, it's, it's the it's the boots you wear when you have to bury a dead calf. Yeah. Uh, also, thanks to Well Welsowski. Thank you, Welsowski. I always I always almost miss that S. You always get me with that first S. A lot Wilsowski. of Welsowskis they they change their name when they come in to the country, mm-hmm. but Welsowskis keeping it proud of the heritage. Yeah, mm-hmm. Shepherd Mulch Diggums. Thank mm-hmm. you, Mulch Diggs. Uh, and finally, Norm from Cheers. That's Thank nice. you, Norm. It's, 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 yeah, it's a nice one. It's nice and, uh, it's like, oh, yeah. Oh, George went. It's straightforward. It's straightforward. Okay, should we talk about some trailers? Yeah, I guess. Oh, I'm ready. All right, fine. <laughs> our first trailer. Our first trailer is for Shirley. Uh, this is Elizabeth Moss acting. <laughs> yeah. Um, is this about... Yeah, she, I mean, yeah, she fucking rules. Um, the Invisible Man was awesome. Um, oh, yeah. Is this about Shirley Jackson? I don't know. It's about okay. the, the writer Shirley Jackson. Okay. Who did, uh, we all read The Lottery, I'm sure, when we were in school. That's like a mm-hmm. big one. And uh, uh, Haunted House on the Hill. I can't remember what the, the book was called, but the Netflix show is called The Haunting of Hill House. House. The Haunted Hill House, right. Haunting of Hill House. Is, um, yeah, that's great. Yeah, so she's the one to the give us of my Shirley Jackson knowledge. I know she yeah. got really heavy and did a lot of drugs for a lot of mental afflictions. 
But that I seems pretty there's... standard, like, old-timey writer things to do. Yeah, right. I think that's just what you did. Yeah, that's... You go to like you go to like a chateau somewhere and just fucking drink tons of absinthe. I mean, you're saying did like writers don't right like they don't currently still do, do stuff like that. I mean, um, nobody nobody intervened. There were no there were no interventions back then, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, you think there's a part in this where she's like, yeah, someday they're gonna make a movie of this with Liam Neeson and Owen Wilson. I hope so. She's like yeah. looks right in the camera and says that. Yeah, I hope, she, right I hope she's the I hope she's haunted by the specter of Owen Wilson. <laughs> I'm hoping for a fat suit, really. I didn't see one in the trailer, but like they that's gonna be a reveal. Right. It'll be like she's six going... months later and she'll be like doing like agile Chris Barley fat moves, like cartwheels in her fat suit. <laughs> she'll be like when Martin Lawrence is in a fat suit, like jumping Just... around sliding over cars. Just real wacky, but only for that part uh, of the movie. I would, I would love that so much if it just suddenly switched to a, a wacky crime fighting show where she's in a fat suit. <laughs> just completely high as fuck. Right. She just lost her mind on the amphetamines. She pulls, she pulls up a, a segue, segue out, out of nowhere. nowhere. It's like, that's anachronistic, oh, yeah. but it's wacky. She's, she's a time traveler. I don't, I don't give a shit. I'll, yeah, I don't give a shit. Great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Owen Wilson is here. What do we care about the segue? That, that's how much my mind wandered when I watched like a 20 second trailer for this movie, which mm-hmm. I immediately saw and said, this is going to be a competent and good movie that I'll probably not enjoy watching. Right. Right. I do like a good dull, like biopic um, mm-hmm. every now and then. There's always know, a there's... moment in a biopic where I get so angry, where they like sort of explain something that like our own shared, our all shared memory of a, of a, of an event like let me try to think of an example like in the jackson five biopic there's this line in the song where he's like just look over your shoulders and like we all know that is a weird line from a song and so they have to put that in the biopic so they have little young michael jackson singing looking over your shoulders and then they cut to like the producer and he's like no keep it in the song i love it and you're like you know that moment didn't happen. That's it's just silly. And the oh yeah, or in the James Brown biopic where they're like, James, this is not music. He's like, no, it's music. I swear it's music. And they're like, no, we can't play it because it doesn't have an upbeat on the fourth measure or some whatever nonsense argument they have. And my I'm favorite like, is they try to condense like these, I don't know, feelings that you get from stuff and into a, a weird narrative moment. And it's always when I'm like, this is so fucking lame. My favorite yeah. is um, Straight Outta Compton, when Ice Cube is like, and I'm going to call it Friday. Like, he's the, and it was like, oh, we didn't need to, we did, We assumed that's how it was made. It's we didn't like, need to explore yeah, you, this. It's just showing him, like, literally just typing the script, and it's like, yeah, that's how I imagined it would yeah. be. Sure. You, you, yeah. what, what else would have caused that? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, Elizabeth Moss, is she, is she, does she have no Oscars? No, I don't even think she's is been. Is she going uh, for one of them? I think she'll she's. Have a few. Before we're dead, she'll have three or four. I hope. Yeah. Yeah, she if, really... yeah, if there's any justice in the world. No, I think yeah. she's just she's now, now starting, starting to get roles in movies. Mm-hmm. She's been she's primarily TV. You know, she did Mad Men and, and then Handmaid's Tale. She's primarily TV before, but I think now that she's getting into movies, it's, it's only a matter of time. Yeah. Yeah, because she's great. Yeah. 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 I'll, I'll, uh, I'll probably so watch this movie and be creeped out and sad. Yeah. Yeah, we all Don't agree. There's no, there's no Van Damme in this movie, right? Okay. God. 
That's a really good idea, too. I mean, I was throwing around the time-traveling crime fighter, but, like, you throw Jean-Claude Van Damme in this movie. Then you, then you got a movie, yeah. You got yourself a movie. He does the splits yeah. and punches her in the crotch. Right. God, that like, would be... That oh, doesn't man. work on me, Van Damme. I'm on two pounds of barbiturates. And then, and then, of course, that would it would we would all be like, oh, of course, the classic scene from the lottery when the one person does the splits and rocks the dude in the nuts. That's where it came from. Exactly. Oh my god. Now that you mention it, you're yeah, you're right. <laughs> I remember watching Bloodsport, thinking, where have I seen this before? And I just thought it was like a suppressed memory or something, but no. no it's from the literary classic, The Lottery, by Shirley Jackson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right should we t- yeah we should move on um oh, okay we nailed it yeah yeah well, i think this yeah, yeah i think that's it's covered yeah. this is content oh, we're, right this we're is not something. cutting anything out nothing oh, yeah. gets cut out of hypecast <laughs> not to my knowledge no no i never cut anything out unless you know one of us there's a break-in and one of us has to fend off a home invasion right or or if someone's just like hey could you uh could, could you cut that one out? That was uh, <laughs> that was accidentally like real bad. Yeah, please leave in when all my words got all tangled up and the thing I was trying yeah. to say didn't make any sense. I think that people really like get a kick out of that. Oh yeah, that'll help a lot of people understand Shirley Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's talk about Twilight Zone season two. Has anybody watched Twilight Zone season one? Nope. I did see a couple episodes. Um, okay, so did very, I. Yeah, they were very confident. I won't say they're super fun. Uh, I saw one where uh, the guy was on a plane listening to a podcast and spooky circumstances emerged. I don't want to spoil anything. And then uh, mm-hmm. one with uh, Kumail uh, Nanjia, and he, I'm saying that wrong, I'm sorry. Kumail uh, Nanjia. If I say that dude's name, uh, it'll come out like an office space joke that he's heard a million times, you know what I mean? Right. The, the, so anyway, he was a stand-up comic, and he sort of made a genie wish or a monkey paw wish on... Um, on being the best stand-up comic, but every time he put something in his act, it vanished from his real life. So it became yes. that sort of, uh, that was the dynamic. He had to decide whether he wanted to be a star more than have like, you know, friends and family. My so, critique having, I only watched the Kumail one. Uh, personal critique is that it felt too long. I, it, I agree. I also think the jokes weren't funny. Not that like, I mean, that's obviously subjective, but like it didn't feel like they checked with a, a stand-up comic would do this joke ever land under any right. circumstances well that's that's, that's interesting, interesting because it's kumail who is a stand-up and then you think he would have been like this it was isn't a joke that would land. well right. to defend to defend the script i think the idea is he's a bad comic okay, okay. sure and like i think the the idea is that it doesn't matter what he says up there everybody laughs right so like by Fair the enough. end it's just like really lazy there's, but there's i agree that like stop, when it, but it, I right i had to sit through 48 minutes of it <laughs> yes, I agree. Also, when they show other comedians who are supposed to be the successful ones, mm-hmm. I don't believe those jokes were good either. Right. So, like, it was it was also clear that the writers were just like, I don't know, jokes. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing you can't do if you if you write action or spooky horror. You can't just be mm-hmm. like, oh, cool, I'll just put in some awesome jokes. I, that's the one thing everybody can do, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I, the Twilight Zone, I was really excited about it. Um, and then they put it on the goofy CBS All Access app. Um, and I only heard, I was going to like, you know, actually, you know, do a trial or something of it or get the episodes on Amazon. But I heard very average reviews from people. So I just sort of forgot about it. Sure. Yeah. 
It's sort of the CBS. It was this with Picard as well, where they're like, hey, look at this cool thing. All right, we're going to put it in this box and put it on this garbage barge. And uh, if you want to see it, just uh, row out there. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay. Grab hold of some I seagulls. Guess... They'll fly up the garbage barge eventually. Yeah. The, the trade-off is, is you have to eat some of the garbage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for every episode. You can pick what garbage you eat, but you have sure. to eat some of the garbage. Yeah. But you're going home with yeah, God, Holy Quibi. Shit. Quibi. Available now. Oh, poor Quibi. Brought to you by Turks. <laughs> oh man. Um. So yeah, season two. This they have once again an impressive uh roster of of guest stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it looks super awesome. I don't know. Well made. Yeah, I mean, it it's looks hard to get a judge uh, get a sense of like what even the stories are. It seems like the the thread through the the trailer was about dreams, which is not super appealing mm-hmm. for me, but mm-hmm. I do uh, I do like all the meta Twilight Zone monkey paw stuff. It's I'll watch it maybe if it's not on CBS All Access or you know, yeah, if or they, if, if they, they give me a, you on on the YouTube, yeah, or like, like give Quibi me a way to, to to like watch, watch it on, on like like pay for an episode on Amazon or iTunes or something. Or something. There was an I'm interview zero dollars. <laughs> Fair enough. To, Stick it on one of the 18 that I fucking subscribe to and I'll watch your thing. <laughs> there was an interview with one, one of the, the Black, Black Mirror people, I believe, that was saying that they're having trouble with another season because they feel like it's not the time anymore. Uh, For the do you think that's Twilight the same Zone? with Twilight Zone? Do you think? Well, with they were saying that with about Black Mirror. And I, I wonder if it is like we're kind of in a point where I don't know if anybody wants to think about like a bleak dystopian future. Oh, I see. Yeah, like not that not that we're not that it's too close to reality, but that like right now everybody's just like, yeah, I want to watch like a show where people compete to bake bread. Like that's sure. where I'm at, you know. So I wonder if it, it's that, not like, going to appeal to people. There, there's relevance to the idea of splintered perceptions of reality because like mm. anyone watching the news is sort of like, who would fall for this nonsense that like these people are saying on the TV? And of course, there are people that fall for that nonsense. And if you talk to them, they're like, how does anyone fall for the... Everyone knows Q is right. That's my point, guys. How do you not yes, see that course. Q is right? And so yes. having a show that... Welcome to QCast. It explores the idea of of somebody's entire reality being wrong is, I think, you know, yeah, pretty relevant. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel I, like... I suspect that Black... That, that might just be a cop-out from the Black, Black Mirror guys because my complaint with Black, Black Mirror has always been that it's too... It, it limits itself too much by focusing specifically on technology. Yeah, especially since I think Black Mirror, Twilight Zone, Star Trek, Rick and Morty, any anything where it's like, here's a sci-fi concept every week, it's mm-hmm. you really don't want to limit yourself because you're going to run out of shit pretty quickly, uh, even if you don't limit yourself. Yeah. yeah, and, and with, with Black Mirror, there's only so many times you can be like, "Here's technology, but what if it was bad?" Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, okay. Like, you could deal it. with. Uh, have you seen Upload? Have you have you heard of the show Upload? No, I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't watched it's, it yet, but it's yeah, it's like I don't know. It's okay, but uh, it's the idea that uh, people just upload themselves into like an afterlife, and it's just the digital preservation of their soul, basically. And so instead of tackling those ideas in a deep way, it's just all like fucking stupid Flintstones jokes. <laughs> they're like, they're like going is, like, is, is, is Robbie Amell shitting in a pterodactyl's mouth? Yeah, it's it's absolutely like they'll, they'll just have this gag where like the narrative stops and it'll just be like like an AI system can't get into a door because it has like how many or pick this pictures with stop signs and the AI is like I can't do it and then all the like 
the humans are just running right through the door. And you're just like, what the hell was that? It's just, the, the whole show is like that. Like, 15 times an episode, it'll stop and just have a, a full-on, it's a living style Flintstones joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's that kind of sucks. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, was, I, was I was intrigued by the premise, and I was like, oh, it's, it's Greg Daniels, right? So I was like, oh, I'll watch. I'll yeah, watch no, that, probably. probably. It's it's really not that bad, but like... Uh, that's, that's a bummer, though. I don't know. <laughs> I, I kind of have been watching TV long enough that like I can see a lot of stuff coming in this show it first seemed really smart. So I started trying to figure out what the twist would be. And it was always like way less complicated and way more obvious. And I was like, oh. whereas with Black Mirror, generally the twists are like, okay, they knew I thought I was smart. So they did something totally weird and they, they got me. Whereas this show is just like, no, no, this is for grandmas. This is just mm. for like, there's someone with a very fundamental idea of what the internet is, blah, blah, blah. So it's probably not for you fellas with your savviness, yeah. <laughs> your media savviness. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I, I appreciate that level because again, I think people just want to watch people bake bread and shit right now. Right, right, so if yeah. it's just like, look, we're, we're just having fun. It's the, like, it's okay. A perfect mix between that and black mirror. It's yeah. The bread baking black mirror. Exactly. Oh, that'd be fucking weird. I really want to see that show now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but I got, I got, I got a strong, like defending your life vibe from upload. So that's why I was like, Oh, I'll check this out. No, it's very different direction from that. Damn it. Virtually, <laughs> virtually no reflection by any character other than the main character. Oh. There's no lessons to be taken. Huh. And it, and it teases like it might be a murder mystery, too. Like, he's going to find is... the guy who killed him, but he, like that just sort of doesn't go anywhere either. Like, it's, I think... it's like they created the potential for an amazing show, and they just kind of, like, sleptwalk through through the nonsense. I think it's it's it's. I bet it was a real cynical approach because I I I think we talked about this on a hype cast. We did. Is yeah. that it felt like they saw the good place and they're like, get let's do a good place. Right. That's hot right now. But they didn't do the work to right. uh, justify didn't. why yeah. they're doing it. They didn't have the concept. Yeah. I, I think it was uh, an inevitable show. Like the speculative technology of like putting your personality into a cloud and that's how you live forever. I feel like that technology sure. will explore in our lifetimes. And, and mm-hmm. sci-fi probably should have been doing it more often. It's weird that there's not more shows like that. Right. There's there's, there's like a lot. You, there's, there's a lot of things you can explore with that premise. Right. So, so that's, that's kind of that's, that's a bummer, bummer to hear. But anyway, Twilight Zone season two. If anything, it's, <laughs> it's an attack on like capitalism because it's like it's a real capitalist dystopia. Like you you're dead, but you can't eat the good food unless someone in the real world pays for your digital uh, good food. And, that's and, oh, and the whole building I kind of shit like it falls apart instantly. They end up giving the, him like a magic Morpheus wand later in the show, so he can like Jesus Christ, okay, the in the real world, and then they just forget about it. And and you, now that I'm thinking about it more, you're gonna go crazy if you watch it. So no one watched. Well, the this show sounds off because <laughs> okay, because the first question I had about upload, like where they're like, wouldn't it be funny if it was like the internet and there's like pop up ads or whatever? Right. My first question is like, well, what of the human soul? Is there a soul? Is this the same person? Has he uploaded that, his memory? And it's like, if they don't touch on any of that, then like, yeah, it's, they it's weird. service to a couple of like philosophical ideas like that, but it's right. And they also, you're not allowed to work in the afterlife. So it's not like you can go there and like earn your keep. It's just like, it, they just have one line in the show. It's like, oh, it's illegal for them to work. Huh. So, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Do you think they would want the, these dead people to just do data entry with you know, they're unlimited right, I could, time. I could, I could see there being somewhat of an upcry over being like, well, we could put the, uh, <laughs> we could put the dead to work. Sure. 
and this is why you know like we could talk about this all day so we should change subject but you could just copy yeah. yourself you know what i mean like i need to get more work done oh yeah it's multiplicity it yeah. fuck it yeah we should get to the main course because we all know what the main oh, course shit. is yeah <laughs> I'm so excited to talk about this movie. Yeah, it's the trailer for the Russell Crowe film Unhinged, the mm. Russell Crowe story. This is the fucking story of America. <laughs> he he literally beats someone with a phone in this trailer. He does, and that's a thing Russell Crowe has done. Yeah, like, famously on set, they were like, "Okay, Russell, we need." He's like, "I know how to beat a man with a phone. Thank you." This isn't how you beat someone with a phone, you fucking idiot. Yeah, <laughs> got a lot of notes for that page. <laughs> yeah, Russell hands back his script. He's just like, I, I, it's, it's like just got writing all over. It's like you've done, you've written this all wrong, mate. I know how to do it. He just don't tell me how to be a scumbag. <laughs> when I just saw the poster, it was like, oh no, <laughs> like Russell Crowe unhinged. It was like, mm-hmm. this, this is a Photoshop than falling down for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 uh, definitely yeah, Russell Crowe's falling down, down but like for today, for today, and the fucking worst. So so, so by that, that token, I can't guarantee. I was gonna say it's it's, it's gonna, gonna be uh, Russell, Russell Crowe's Crow falling down, down without, without the Nazi stuff, stuff but right. there probably might be Nazi I stuff. Think, yeah. <laughs> I also got I got changing lanes vibes. Yeah, I remember changing lanes. It's um, uh for the, for the listeners, listeners, it's. This, this woman and her kid, kid like cut him off in traffic or something, and no, he pulls I think up. He was parked and like she was oh. trying to go around him, and yeah, and then she I talked the... really loud and flipped him off as she passed. Uh-huh. I think the reveal is that I assume he was in his car and he learned something horrible, some bad news, yeah. And then she honks at him, and that sets him off. So yeah, I'm, I'm guessing, sure, yeah, because he's like, yeah. I'm going to teach you what a bad day is. Well, right, yeah. So she like honks and runs around him, and then he like pulls up next to him, and he's like still keeping it together and he's like hey hey you're not supposed to honk like that like you get a little tap like this it's more friendly and obviously he's a creep and he's following around and he's talking to her kid so she has a right to be upset but she's basically like fuck you and he's like no no come on we can resolve this and she's like no fuck you but he's clearly a maniac loses it right yeah (laughs) but like it's it's enough that like she's the one who sort of violated the civility first so like you could watch this from the perspective of crazy Russell Crowe and, and everyone can relate to be being so mad about something. And I don't know. Yeah. I think they made it too much. Uh, her fault the that tra- it started, I guess. Like it makes me right. really uncomfortable that she got the ball rolling on this and he gave her several opportunities to stop the ball rolling and she didn't take them. And so I feel like they made him a little more, um, yeah. Uh, yeah relatable to nation of right like that's a definite writing mistake like the transgression should have been something that's like very very small to a rational person yes and it, it, yeah. it feels so relatable that we're gonna see probably 200 like think pieces on it and like who these but, people are and, like, here's my rest of cruise we did a good game this is exactly <laughs> what an abusive relationship is or an online relationship or whatever and and so to uh to gray the air, to gray it up so much, and say like, "We yeah. know who's right or wrong here." I think. Yeah, I'm um, getting, I'm getting real Joker vibes from it. Yeah, yeah, this is not going to be good for for the discourse. I think is what you call it. <laughs> I don't know because here's all right. Here's the one thing that makes me think that it is going to do something with this is because it's all his anger is towards one woman, right? Uh, and uh, and like ultimately she had every right because they make him creeping on her kid. So I think 
I do agree. There's going to be a lot of dipshits that are going to be like, well, she should have been more civil about it. And it's like, well, that's clearly not the point. I, I, I'm curious to know. I don't know who made this movie. And that's that makes me yeah, wonder. But would help a lot. Yeah, I feel like the falling down and the and the jokers. Um, it's always one person against society. Like, oh, society did this. And this one, it's like, no, this, I'm going to take it all out on this one poor woman. One, one cranky lady versus a total dick. Yeah. And, but I don't know. See, I, you guys work on the internet, so you, you've probably seen this, where, where someone you've never met before will just drop into your life and try to destroy you, right? It's pretty common. It happens a few times a day to most, whatever, content creators. And so, yes. uh, like, I tend to ignore all that, but every now and then, I'll be like, you know what? I'm kind of in the mood to, to fight. So I'll like just, you know, I guess destroy them. You know what I mean? I'll come at them with like all the power of my wits and enthusiasm. And, and it just is, it's brutal usually. And most people are like, dude, you're being really fucking mean to this guy. And I'll be like, okay, but like he didn't have to write to me and tell me to kill myself. You know what I mean? Like, right. I'd say this is his fault. Uh, I, I read an article a couple years ago about uh, my old writing partner, Eric Wolpaw. And he uh, got a message from a girl that said, like, I wish you, I thought you would be more handsome. And so he did an article about how she has sex for money. And it was pretty funny. He's, he's a very funny dude. But people are like, how fucking dare he? And I'm like, that bitch wrote to him just to say he wasn't handsome. I think all bets are off on, like, civility. You know what I mean? Like, she, it's crazy for a person to do that. And it's just something yeah. people do to each other all day, every day. It's and, a weird debate because, like, yeah. I always think about someone like Ben Shapiro. I have right. no problem bullying Ben Shapiro. Sure. Uh, even if he doesn't start it because he's has a large following and he says some very damaging things. Yeah, and no so, good comes from Ben Shapiro. Like, yeah, and there's this idea of, like, yeah, these people need to be... Like, it's not to make them feel bad. It's to make them clowns. And it's to yeah. point out that they're a clown. So other people won't say, hey, that Ben Shapiro guy, he's got some good points. And you like, <laughs> like, yeah, it, it really is like, really depends on context mm -hmm. with a lot of these. I'm just saying I can get on the team of someone who like just gets pushed over the edge and like, okay, fine. If you want to have this fucking nuclear conflict, then whatever. Yeah. Right. You brought on yourself. No, I've, uh, yeah, I'm. I've definitely, yeah, yeah I've, I've definitely done, done both of these things. <laughs> I've done what Dave has done where it's like, well, no, I don't want to be vicious to this person. I just want to point out to their millions of impressionable followers that this guy's a dipshit or isn't what he's talking about. And I've also been <laughs> on the well, yeah, because there's scorched also earth ends of things where it's like, all right, no, fuck this guy. Tonight my mission is to destroy this person. Well, existing on the internet, there's definitely this thing where it's like when you work on the internet – you, you, everybody starts the same way. They're like, it's the internet. Fuck it. You can do whatever you want. Right. And then when you start, like, you start like working on the internet where you have coworkers, then you are like, no, this is like any other office environment. Yeah. So when some dipshit goes on Twitter and like insults you, it's like, do, would you walk up to someone and just say that? <laughs> so like, you, yeah, it, it's really easy to just be like, you know what, buddy? All right. Let's, let's, let's play this out the way it would go. Right. Uh, this guy probably, Russell Crowe probably like, you know, his wife died or whatever. He's looking at his wedding ring the whole trailer. So like, that's just, true. Yeah. yeah. And hinting that something yeah. happened with his, with his marriage. And so here's his lady honking and flipping him off and like, fuck her. Obviously we all agree. But then like, right. he just takes it to this 
space, this, this other place where it's like, it just feels very American and how yeah. like everyone at any time just will demand to like, uh, get all the attention, have everyone do what they say until something, what they want resolved is resolved. And, uh, that's what I, troubles me. I think if this movie had a gun, it would be more on the nose. But, <laughs> yeah. If this movie had a gun and was standing in a subway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do want to point out, I looked up the writer, uh, it's not great you guys uh Uh-oh. oh yeah, they, no, they did a bunch too. of tv and then they did red eye disturbia the last house on the left remake the red dawn remake and then this uh and then then their next film after this is gremlins 3 so wow. i i don't know man i don't know i don't know if we can get I'm a sure for this person from that that sounds all over the place well, yeah, in their in their defense, they are doing a lot of movies that I think producers are barking orders at him, right, or her. Yeah, um, it, 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 like it's it's not a great representation of them as a writer because they're just doing other people's yeah and uh, this doesn't movies. Sound like anything they're inspired by. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'd like to meet a person who would be inspired to write this movie. That sounds like. Yeah. Right. Like this was the this was the thing that they had to get out. Yeah. What if okay, what if the inspiration was they honked at someone that turned out to be Russell Crowe? Because can you imagine the fear of Russell Crowe pulling up next to you, realizing you honked at him? Like that would be the worst feeling ever. Well, if it was if this situation occurred in in like real life and you're in your car and you look over and it's Russell Crowe being like, Hey, here's the polite way to honk. Don't you want to say you're sorry? I would be like, Yes. Yes, I yes, do want to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I would do you want, do you want any money? Do you want anything? <laughs> no, don't come up on someone and tell their kid how to honk. Like, he's yeah. just as wrong. I'm just... Of course he is. Of course he is. I'm just saying. <laughs> I wouldn't... I wouldn't... Yeah, I wouldn't talk... I, I mean, no matter how wrong or wrong he was, yeah, I don't know if I'd want to anger Russell Crowe in person. Right, you you, you you get you, some you, money from you it. You diffuse the situation, and then you'd get away, and then explain to your child that that was wrong. Russell yeah. goes eighty pounds overweight. You you stick him with a few jabs, and then clinch, and that dude's exhausted in fifty seconds, just dead exhausted. That's fair. <laughs> no, that's fair. He, I, I can see he has like he has the scariness that like. Whenever like a little kid is scary in a horror movie and you're like, just push him over. Like Russell Crowe has like, there's something about him that scares me, but maybe if I just thought logically about it, I, I could get away from Russell Crowe. Yeah. I bet he's a biter. Uh, the, the danger with clinching Russell Crowe is I bet he bites you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Did you see that I'm weird, you see that weird, that weird, that weird, that weird teeth face he makes? <laughs> Do it. Fight him. See what happens. If enough of us do it at once. Right. We got numbers on our side. Yeah. All right. We're going to go in groups of four and we're going to fight Russell Crowe. <laughs> I think everybody, everybody gets a different color. When I call your color, you should, attack. We should stack two people high, attack on two sides. Uh, we, we should move on. on. We should move on, right? Should we? I don't mind spending a bit of time discussing Russell Crowe fighting strategies. Okay. Well, I do think. Okay. Well, I think he's like an alligator, where like his biggest problem is turning. Yeah. So I think you want to like serpentine a lot, or like circle around him, or climb a tree. Climb a tree. Climb it. Ah, no. I bet he could surprisingly. And then you could you could you could macho man him right out of the tree. Yeah. 
It's right on the top, elbow right on the top of his head. That's a great tip for playing Russell Crowe. Climb a tree and hit him with the elbow drop. (laughs) (laughs) If you don't win that fight, I mean, you You deserve to lose. Yeah. You deserve whatever happens to you, whatever rich, whatever terrible retribution Russell Crowe visits upon you. You deserve. You had your shot to win that, buddy. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, so let's that's move unhinged. on. That's, a, that's, that's, that's unhinged. That's unhinged, yeah. Uh, next trailer is The Good Lord Bird uh, featuring Ethan Hawke doing... Doing a thing. Just I love it. Ma- it's the same making a choice. Magnificent Seven, that sort of like hissing cowboy sound. I don't know if you saw mm. Magnificent Seven. Oh, I, I saw it, actually, yeah. But yeah Vincent D'Onofrio sort of took over that right. film for me. The Robert Braun character. And yeah. so he like kind of like got all cowardly in the middle of a gunfight. And he like made a very bold acting choice to hiss like a kitty cat. And I, I was very <laughs> impressed that he did it in the same movie. I forgot about that because there's I was, a lot of I was so choices in, in that. I, yeah, I was so enamored by the decision that Vincent D'Onofrio made. <laughs> what the hell was that? He was so good. Oh, oh thank God. I, I had the, I had the, I, I was fortunate enough to tweet to him and ask him what's with that voice, and he gave me an answer, which was that it was based off like a guy he met. Who was like the toughest guy and had the sweetest voice, and I was like, "Oh, I love it." Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it was like some. It was like some mountain man he met researching another role. I think is what he said. And that's what that guy talked like. Apparently, I I saw this fish tank and I just liked these weird sounds it made. (laughs) (laughs) Fish tank was a cowboy. Yeah, Uh, but this this one looks pretty fun. Uh, I don't know the actual like historical context of it. Oh, it's was, John. Um, it's John Brown. Yeah, remember? Yeah, he was a maniac. He like didn't think we should have slavery, and he was a man of God, and and he didn't quite uh, put those two things together real well, and so he kind of turned into like this, like uh, action movie like abolitionist, and I don't think it went well. Like I think most of the stuff he did like did more harm than good, at least in the short term. But I think people will credit him with like the whole Civil War thing, the whole like tearing off the band-aid and getting rid of slavery was because they were kind of scared of more John Browns. Oh, okay. Right. I, he gets... I mean, I grew up real country, so he would have probably been a, a villain in my textbooks. Oh yeah. Right. No, I, I, I grew up, no, I grew up in Virginia. So I, I knew the song, John Brown's body lies a, a molding in the grave. So he was the bad guy. Like he was always sort of presented as a bad guy. And then when I read about him, I'm like, why is he the bad guy? He just really hated slavery and just sort of, he guns. gets like yeah. right. He gets the. I think he gets the credit for just being the, the first, first guy, guy to go, to go full, full terrorist, terrorist about yes. slavery. His, his heart and his his violence were in the right place. Right. He his violence was in the right place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that comes off in this trailer where everybody seems a little embarrassed by him, yeah. which I like. Yeah, this looks fun. <laughs> yeah, I like Ethan Hawke as a hissing cowboy. Yeah, I, I like that. Even after whatever 165 years, they. History still looks on this guy as, as kind of a, a maniac. It's great. Yeah. No, this movie's probably going to be a lot of, oh, it's weird to say a lot of fun, but this is probably going to be an entertaining movie to watch. Yeah. yeah, it's got that Django feel. or Well, not really, but it's got that uh, mm-hmm. like history kind of, like it's, it's the most of this happened thing, right. which yeah. kind of, 
I don't know if that bugs me uh, that much. It feels like a new trend now where they're like, wink, wink, some of this happened. And it's like, just tell the story or not. I don't know, man. Like, well, I mean, cause every, every, every movie based on a true story took liberties. And now right. the, the new ones are like, but not really, right? And it's like, I don't know. Just, t- just tell me this is the story you never heard about Robin Hood, I guess. I don't, I don't know what the answer is. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't I can, know. I can see sort of both angles of that. I, I get that it's a little insufferable to do that sort of winky thing to be like, most of this is true. But at the same time, it's like, it's kind of more responsible, I guess. Yeah, it is. Um, so people don't see your artistic interpretation of this real person and think that it's like actual fact. Right. Um, yeah. I, and like I, I said, um, I don't know the answer. It's both oh, yeah. piss me off. Um, <laughs> just don't make movies about true things. Yeah. Just that's that's, that's the no answer. One, that's the lesson. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's what we should have all learned by now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what that was our notes for the Shirley Jackson trailer too. We're like, it needs right. more Van Damme. It needs a time travel element. Yeah, and, yeah. Owen, Owen Wilson, Wilson and a Segway. Mm-hmm. Get it in same, there. Same notes for the Good Lord Bird. Yeah. Yep. Put in Van Damme crotch punching somebody's nuts to Jupiter. Right. Let's Get it in that movie. We know he can tackle this thing off. We know he can play a time cop expertly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> better than anyone oh that's, oh, that's something that he and ethan hawk shared ethan hawk has also played a time cop he has holy shit they should do a time cop together they should do a time cop together they should play i mean ethan hawk should do this play this character in a time cop like he's from the past van damme's from 1994 uh and and they're i don't know what they're doing they're solving each other's murders. Right oh, between the lines. That's perfect. Yeah. I wouldn't mind if Frederick Douglass was still there, too. Yeah, just yeah. fucking. I, yeah, I, I, like, uh, I like to be Diggs, so fuck it. Have Frederick Douglass be there, too. <laughs> yeah. Have Frederick Douglass be their exasperated <laughs> Professor X. We got a time machine. He could play himself. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> Man, we just cracked this case. Yeah. yeah. This, the whole podcast just be us breaking stories like this. This is. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. Oh, oh man, man. Um, should we talk about the last? Uh, it's not really a trailer. No, it's just that the PlayStation Five demo came out. The Epic Games. Yeah. Uh, I assume this isn't an actual game. No, it's just a it's just a tech demo. Right. I don't know if there's much to say about it except it looked really good. It looks good. Yeah. yeah. I think what, uh, if you got two hundred million dollars to spend on a game to generate eight K assets and a million triangles, then you got yourself a fucking sweet title yeah they were really they were like check out these triangles they're yeah, really into the triangles but the uh the thing they mentioned a couple times was cinematic assets which theoretically could mean like after a big movie comes out you could just sort of license like the incredible hulk model for a video game and if it could render that in, in real time that that could be pretty amazing for again that uh, is very wow. high budget movies and games but yeah, yeah. that's really cool yeah uh, do, do is there a history of these demos not looking like they do? You know what I mean? Like, is is this actually going to be what the PlayStation 5 looks like? No. I mean, I, okay. because in order to make a game, you can't just make a, a beautiful canyon with some lighting. Like, there's just so much more to do. Uh, eventually, mm-hmm. maybe, but like... Um, yeah. yeah. It also looked like a real fucking boring game. Like, I don't want to play whatever that... Was. Right. That yeah. That that did pop into my mind as I was watching it. It was just like, oh, this is just like, 
this just looks like a really pretty uncharted game that I've played five times. I was gonna say at the same time, it I felt like I felt almost like they really had our number. Where it was like it felt like a like yeah, this is the kind of crap you guys like. It's a it's a flying around and fucking right. it's an explorer and yeah. there's like treasure hunt. Like it was just like oh man, you really smushed together a lot of like generic game looks to be like yeah, this is the kind of crap. Yeah, it's a third person adventure game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like. like all, all it these does. Will only make our lives better as, as game players. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. But, but um, like Sean was, was saying, saying, this is also this is, this is Epic Games, games showing off the Unreal, Unreal engine, engine, which, which they, they own. own. Right. So, so it's, it's like, like a lot, lot of they, they've just can sit here and create an eight minute tech demo, like, like really pulling out all the stops and like. Other developers, developers won't necessarily have, have the budget and access to do that because they'll have to pay to license the engine. They'll, and, and, you know, and it's, it's, yeah. So we might not get something that looks this fucking good for an entire game. I, I sort of mentioned this earlier with like licensing the Incredible Hulk type thing, but like there's not a whole lot of asset sharing in video games. So someone might devote years and years like Red Dead Redemption to, to making the foliage look amazing. And that technology exists, it's there, but they're not really. They're not going to give it to anybody else. Yeah. Like, we should just be done with foliage. But then the next person to make a game kind of has to do their own thing with the trees and shrubs and shit. Right. And and so eventually we'll we'll get to a place maybe where where there's enough assets going around that people can just sort of say, okay, we we don't need to spend months making trees. We just buy some trees. And we sort of have that now, but uh, the games that use it tend to be sort of lifeless. Um, I don't know. They all kind of look the same. It's also like. Yeah, it's not a, this isn't a hot take but graphics <laughs> has proved to not matter that much personally to me sure. um like i love the game raft on steam and that's the graphics are terrible meanwhile i would never touch death stranding which looks beautiful right like it's just like yeah if the game if the game's not fun then it doesn't matter no matter right. what like yeah. i don't know it's not a huge selling point for yeah. me yeah yeah but like the next red dead it'll be I want. To, I, I'm very excited to see what that'll look like on the PlayStation Five. But I tell you what, if Rockstar could make could make ghosts build the next Red Dead for them, they fucking would. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking that's an Amazon move, right? To, that's a that's a lot of people's moves. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of people. Uh, I think we're moving on to news stories, right? We are, yeah. But first, we got a couple more uh, producers to name. Let's get through those real quick. All right. Uh, thank you to Davy Francis. Thank you so much. Um, also, thank you to Chancy Pants. Woo. Great name. Uh, yeah, isn't it? Uh, Space McNulty. Also great. You and Chancy Pants. I would name a, a pet either of those names. I would name my child Space McNulty, but continue. That's fair. Yeah. I w- and Captain Fat Strong. Also good child's <laughs> name. Strong ass name. Yeah. Uh, Hiram. Thank you, Hiram. Hiram's like, I'm not fucking around with these cute names. My name's Hiram. Yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, we appreciate you, Hiram. Um, I'll take over. Uh, we got, oh, great, it's that guy. Thank you to him. To that guy. Uh, thank you to Lef. Thanks, thanks to Bob Grenville. Bobby Gren. Thank you to Bart Fartigan. Mm. Um, that sounds like a great bar name. Oh man, it really does. Come to Bart Fartigans. <laughs> it's Bart like a family o, restaurant. Bart Fartigans. They got good yeah. Bart Fartigans. <laughs> um, Sean, do you want to take the last three? I would love to. Uh, Nolan Matten, 
Thank you for supporting Hypecast and Joshua Graves. Thank you, Josh. And Andrew McGuire. Thank you, Andrew. Thank All you, Andrew. Normal names. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Joshua Josh, Graves is kind of cool. That sounds like a name. That's pretty like... tough, but it's not that yeah. It sounds like an author. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like a real name. <laughs> yeah. It's like right on the line. Yeah. It's not mm. It's not quite John Matrix, but it's close. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could take you to Matrix. <laughs> so, um, first story is that AMC bought the rights to the Anne Rice books, The Vampire Chronicles. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to see some sexy vampire stuff mm-hmm. coming up. We don't, I, you know. I am no, uh, not opposed. It's because the top news story we're talking about is AMC has bought the rights to Anne Rice books. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. a joke from 40-Year-Old Virgin, as performed by me, Sean Baby, brought to you by Tux. Nice. <laughs> In the year 2020. <laughs> um, I want. I just want Tom Cruise back. Fuck it. Tom yeah. Cruise is Lestat. He'll do it, right? Um, <laughs> After he gets back from space? After he gets back from filming his movie in space, he's, maybe. He's yeah, so good get him to do old Lestat. Horror movie. Yeah. Oh. No. International hit the mummy. God, that was good. Yeah. We never that, stopped the, talking about the mummy starring. That's Bob true. Drew. It never it left the national, national discourse. discourse. Like we're mm-hmm. still taught like it's in a, it's it's it is in the zeitgeist. Yeah. I'm wearing three pieces of the mummy merchandise right now. Oh man. And all three of them are cock rings. Brought to nice. you by ducks. <laughs> ducks cock rings. <laughs> if you smush, smush them all together, it looks like Tom Cruise's face. face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, any, weird, all right, any, that's a weird burn because he's a very <laughs> handsome man. He does not have a free cock ring. Maybe they put little illustrations on each on the side of oh, each cock ring so that when you push maybe, it together, yes. yeah. I was thinking it was a compliment that the the, the, the cock looks good. Like it's a handsome cock that Look, looks everything involved. Like Hands his face, and when it's you one push of those them together, that just means something different to everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, a sign of a good roast. <laughs> yeah. Do we have any thoughts on Anne, any 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 Anne Rice heads? I have not read a single one of her books. I've seen Interview with the Vampire. That's it. Have you seen uh, what's the other one? Dam- Queen of the Damned. Nope. Ah, I did read uh, her interview about this, and she was very excited for the world of her witches to meet up with the world of her vampires. And I, I honestly right. cannot be less interested. Like I don't even yeah. have a joke. I just do not give a shit. Well, here's well, I guess it, well, I it's, like, one, it's like Anne. They're your character. You could you could write that. She could have. I think they might in the books. I think in the books they mingle. That's what I took from the interview. Oh, yeah, she wants to see it. I get you. Yeah. Uh, do you guys feel nervous about the fact that? Is this just me? Does it feel like we're just like Anne Rice, Stephen King? Fuck it. Like, like it's just like none of these new writers. Like we we have no interest in any other. It's just like, let's go back to like the 90s people that we liked uh, well, I and think, just adapt their shit again. Yeah. I'm not I, against I, it because I don't, I'm, I don't read. Uh, so <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know any new authors. So they're this, they're, they're speaking my, my language here. Right. Uh, Cause I'm like, yeah, I know. Yeah. I know who they are. Yeah, I like fancy vampires. Yeah. Oh, man. I live for fancy vampires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. They can make as many as they want. I'm not fine. I'll watch them. If this was on an airplane and my iPad, my iPad exploded and I didn't have a magazine, I I wouldn't watch it. Okay, that's fair. If it was in front of my eyeballs, I wouldn't watch it. Right. Um, if you held a gun right. to my head and said, "I'm Russell Crowe," 
And the only way we're going to solve this <laughs> disagreement is if you watch these Anne Rice films. I'd say pull the trigger. Bad mm-hmm. fuck. What <laughs> if every <laughs> bullet in the gun was a vampire? Ooh. Wow. It's like a, yeah, it's a real, it's a real. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> what do you do, hotshot? Yeah, that's, um, a, that's something to think about. Again, I, I, I don't have an answer to that. <laughs> No, get no, think about us. it. Yeah, turn it over. Get back to get us. Back. Yeah, get back to us. Uh, Let us know. So Hamilton is coming to Disney Plus. Uh, yeah, we knew we knew that, but it's coming earlier than expected. It's coming in July. Oh, we knew that. Yeah. Yeah. In time, oh, in, time, in time for my birthday. Yeah. I'll watch Hamilton for my birthday. I think Hamilton's great. I'm not super annoyed by people who love Hamilton. Which is, I'm being a little sarcastic here. But um, okay. I do think it's ruined karaoke for a generation. I, there's nothing worse than a Hamilton song at karaoke. Um, more so than okay. Eminem. I think, uh, I think it overtook Eminem as worst song to hear on karaoke. Um, Even more so than Journey? Journey's great. Journey's a, everyone has a shared love of Journey. No that's true. Show off when they put on a journey song. We're all screaming. That's that yeah. That's, that's true. true. That's true. Good point. Good point. I think that's the, the contemptible thing about karaoke is when someone's trying to show off, and, and the Eminem songs, the Hamilton songs. That's someone trying to show off how you know they spent all this time learning these complicated and fast songs. And good for I them. Don't... Whatever. I guess where else would you ever apply that skill? Yeah, I don't think I know a single song from Hamilton or anything about it. I don't know how I avoided it, but. That's my thoughts on Hamilton is I'm going to sit down for this and I'm going to be like, it, it better be fucking good. Cause it's all I know about amazing. Hamilton is everybody loves Hamilton. Yeah. No, it's, a, uh, it's a pretty amazing. Yeah. I, I wish those songs and the lyrics and, and the performances. It's, yeah. I mean, if you're into that at all, it's, it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I kind of, I kind of wish, and I understand why they don't, but I wish more, Broadway shows and musicals would do this because the vast majority of people, yeah, we can buy the soundtracks, but we're never going to get to see the show. Right. It's the same with Book of Mormon as everybody was talking about. And I'm like, I want to see it. Anything. I'm never yeah. going to see it. Yeah. And I also don't, I, I purposefully don't look into it because for me, it's like a movie where it's like, everybody's like, oh, you got to see Parasite. And it's like, well, don't tell me anything. I just want to see it. Right. And if it's not available, I'm like, well, I guess I have to wait until I can see it. So like, I don't, I've purposefully ignored anything about Hamilton because I think, I thought that's how, what you do, you know, when there's a story being told, you don't, don't listen it. to the songs in advance. Yeah. You don't spoil it. So I was just like, yeah, I'm, I know nothing about it. Okay, good. Yeah. No, Jean-Claude Van Damme appears and fucking punches Lin-Manuel Miranda's nuts yeah. off. <laughs> Yeah, like yeah. that that's the duel between him and, and uh, Aaron Burr. <laughs> He's Aaron Burr. <laughs> He's Aaron Burr. That's <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh all right. Uh speak speaking of Disney stuff, they just rescheduled the new mutants, a movie we'll we'll never see. Yeah, I just I just wrote this that it'll be on Collider today, but like I wrote a whole thing about how the new mutants is is secretly the new Guns N' Roses album. We'll it really better it. be. So you go to see it. It's just going to be Axl Rose fucking get wheezing his way through Welcome to the Jungle in the belly of Cerebro. Cerebro. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that for 90 minutes. Cannonball, I guess. I guess. I don't know what the fuck he'd be. <laughs> he'd be Axl Rose. Yeah, he'd just be Axl Rose. What is your mutant power? I'm Axl Rose. I'm Axl Rose. 
No, no, no. But what is your ability? I was in a music video for Terminator 2. Okay. It's true. There was you were. His fucking ability was to speak every language. Like, that's that was a guy, and he had a fucking combat suit. He wasn't like he stayed back at home and did their computer. <laughs> he, like, put on the unitard and, like, fought crime like that. Cypher? Was that his name? Cypher? Cypher, yeah. Later, he, yeah. like, merged with the robot alien and became, you know, a capable thing. Yeah, yeah, slightly, slightly more, more effective in comedy. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's like one of those mutant powers, powers that would be fucking awesome, awesome in like the real world, but in the X Men world, it sucks. sucks. Yeah, it's the worst <laughs> one by far. And then one was just like a, a, a werewolf, which was pretty uninteresting, especially because the X Men all had sort of like I guess they were all themed around their nationalities, and, and here's this chick who's just a werewolf. Oh, she's one of the ones in the new. She's one of the ones in the movie. Yeah, Wolfsbane. And then uh, who else they got? They got Eliana, and she mm-hmm. she could teleport. But then eventually she became like queen of the demons, which was you know oh good for her. Quite a journey. All those X Men had like a weird second thing happen to them. Like Jubilee made fireworks, but then later became a vampire. And, uh, she wasn't a new mutant, but you get the idea. Yeah. Once they realized they kind of sucked, they'd be like, oh, yeah. so they do this. Like, well, yeah, and then they, and I think they kind of overcompensated for magic because now she's just like fucking unstoppable. She's just outrageously powerful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll believe it when I see it. I mean. Yeah, it's this is one where it's like I, it's out of my mind because the first time I saw the trailer, I was like, oh, that looks cool. And then it's a garbage barge again where they're like, all right, it's on this garbage barge. It's floating away. <laughs> and it's like, all right, you're going to have to bring that to me. I'm, I'm just I'll sit right here. I'll do something else for a while. And then you just let me know when you're ready to show your movie. Yeah. You bring uh, the new mutants to me. Yeah, you you take you take your time, I guess. I think I was. uh maybe too young to appreciate the new mutants when they were like in their heyday like when uh bill sinkevich was drawing it it was like this really high level art and it was like uh i don't know super deep and crazy and weird and i guess i was, I was just more into the straight superhero stuff but like revisiting it you know i think it holds up better than that era of x-men so it could yeah. be interesting yeah, I, I, the initial idea of it uh, appeals to who's me. Who's making like a, it? Uh, Someone's uh, making it. Uh, no, it's Josh, Josh Boone, the guy who made the fault, uh, the Fault in Our Stars. Oh, so no one, no, no, no one really. Right. <laughs> like they they pitched it as a superhero body horror movie, and I'm like, I'm into that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, if they're gonna do that, then fucking uh, give it to Cronenberg. Give it to Cronenberg. Um, this he's also doing the stand. He is, this guy, guy is yes yeah so uh, they're they're betting a lot on the fault in our stars guy so i hope he's I hope he's ready i never saw it maybe it's amazing yeah 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 but i don't think but it's probably like it's not horror, amazing right it's not a horror movie. no it's not a horror movie <laughs> i'm getting real i'm getting real uh vibes of uh trevorrow here where they're like, oh, you made a quirky indie film. You want to do some Here's really Jurassic important Park. properties? Yeah. You fucking like, piece of that. shit. It's, that doesn't make it. That's not good for anybody. Because it's like, you want to do something that like the fans are going to really care about and like get really upset if you fuck it up. Here you go. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know, man. We'll see. Uh, we have one more. We have one more story here. Uh, and it's old news. We just haven't talked about it, which is the Nicolas Cage Tiger thing, King thing. Mm-hmm. Have yeah, we for, not talked about that? We haven't, we haven't but, but I'm so burned out on Tiger King, King and like, like turning, turning it into, into 
a fiction thing from the guys that did American Vandal, I think, is who it's by. Right. It seems um, like a good team to do it. They, they, yeah, they it does. That meta being part of the story pretty well. Right. Well, that's sort of the theme of that American Vandal was that it was very much like, hey, we're investigating this, and no, now we're part of the story, and now this story is becoming right. the story, and we're all a part of it. You know what I mean? It's, it's sort of easy yeah. stuff, which obviously is like the only way to really tackle the idea of the Tiger King now. I just I don't. Do I don't see the point of making a fictional version of it. Yeah, I think I think it's some producer yeah. who was like, "This is hot," and when this comes out, people are going to be like, "Oh yeah, Tiger King." Right. It's going to be like when the Slender Man movie finally came out. Yeah, I think I think we're at a point in true crime where American Vandal was fantastic. I loved that show, uh, but I think the parody needs to go up a level because I think true crime has reach this like level of ghoulishness at this point that needs someone needs to comment on it and like it needs to be more about the exploitation of this stuff right the, like like i want to see a parody that actually like digs into it uh right i want to see like we're doing the things that are in the thing uh i i just i need i need a new level here right i need something that focuses on the fact that he was keeping like a teenage boy hostage with meth. Right. Like, like something that's like really like pointing out, like, I th- like, I think like my favorite murder is overdue for a parody. Right. Like, like the shit where it's just people gleefully, uh, laughing over these circumstances and really glossing over the victimization involved. Right. Just embracing that fangirl nature of like, I just love crime. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite murder. <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't know those girls, but I, if I was there, I would have said, this title is going to come back to haunt you. If you get popular and your fucking thing mm. is called My Favorite Murder, it's not going to look good. I mean, I it mean, was, it was it, the, the title, title was very, very intentional, intentional. Um, um, but, but I think, I they, think, I think they've think gone, gone beyond that, that at this point. Right. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't know. They, they, they did some stuff with Cracked back in the day, so whatever. Yeah, I think they were on a couple of the live shows. Okay. So, I've never heard of my favorite murder. What are you? What it's, is this? it's it's I think one of, if not the most popular podcast. Oh yeah, it's, it's what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a true crime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. they just they just they discuss a new true crime story each week and really get into the details. But they're really it's it's very ghoulish. Right. This is why I enjoyed, and there's a conversation to be had about the exploitative nature of this show but s-town was like um i liked that because that felt like it was the beginning of a true crime and then they were like actually it's about this totally other thing mm-hmm. and i really appreciated that um because i do i do think it's worth telling people's stories right yeah but yeah it, it feels like the true crime genre has just become it's already become a parody of itself uh, with with the with the murder house flip on Quibi. Yep, on Quibi. Check it out. Brought to you by Tux. Brought to you by Tux. You made a mistake with that one, Tux. <laughs> you backed the wrong horse, Tux. Cancel Tux. <laughs> we believed in you, Tux. You let us down. Our new fictional company. Uh, is is so any? I guess any other thoughts on Tux? No, no one cares. No. I feel like okay. it's a good choice. It, He's probably got too big a personality for that guy. Uh, yeah. Cage, but um, 
it seems like you need a more subtle actor because the things that really fascinated me about the Tiger King guy was like when someone was kind of fucking with him or saying something he didn't like and he would just sort of like weirdly blink and like sort of like the the turmoil inside him that he like didn't know how to express was what was the funniest thing to me. Like that's right. what I would zero in on if I was, you know, going to perform it. And I, I don't think Nicolas Cage is the right guy to do that. Right. I saw suggestions of Danny McBride. Yeah. Uh, like, it's like, oh, yeah. If you put Danny McBride in that and made it a straight, like, that's my Bush style, like, sarcastic sitcom type thing, I would love that idea. Yeah. All right. So we, yeah, we got, we got some, uh, we got, got some, some more producers. producers. So let's, let's, let's get, let's get, let's get, let's get to them. Let's, get let's do it. the, do the producers. Starting with Ozzy. 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 Thank you. Uh, Tom Quasi Dangerous Levels of Hype K. Oh, thank you very much. We got to get you to max hype. Yeah, 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 yeah. You got to get, you got to get up there. Uh, AJ, AJ, short and sweet. Also sweet is sweet meat. Mm. Thank you, sweet meat. Sweet like bear meat. Mmm. Uh, sweet meat followed up by Tip Drizzle. Oh yeah. Thank you, Tip. We see you. That sweet meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to get those two to meet. <laughs> he purposely requested that his name or they purposely requested that their name be right next to tri- tip drizzle yeah so we had that um i'll take over from here uh we got frankly amish thank you frankly amish um we got mrs voidus thank you mrs voidus thank you we're being haunted by the ghost of dave thomas thank you so much um aaron burser played by jean-claude van damme aaron burser yeah uh, Sean, do you want to take the next couple? This this next one is uh, David Hinson, MBA CPA, and in between David and Hinson is a surprise knife boot. Knife boot. Knife boot. That is a Roadhouse reference. Very nice. <laughs> From our Roadhouse episode of uh, Best Bad Movie. Oh. Uh, next is Christopher Robert Sparks, Esquire. Woo! Oh, Thank hi, you. And uh, my two-year-old is entering the room. Aww. Does she want to read a couple? <laughs> hey, do you want to read a couple of these? Can you say, Mackenzie, righteous hand of the lizard people, chill? I did it. She nailed it. Can you uh, say, killed it. Jay? Can you Woo. say, hi, guys? Hi, guys. Woo! She much, nailed Bible. it. She killed it. Thanks, pal. <laughs> oh no that's, that's what it's like being a parent only imagine yeah. all day about everything oh, oh man. yeah i'm so excited yeah it's the best I'm so excited so to go down that road <laughs> you guys um, planning that you guys gonna have some kids is that in the work yeah yeah like me and tom no 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 together no, 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 no. <laughs> We could no, adopt. No, 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 that's that's that is the plan for Marina and I. Yeah, not sure exactly when, but hopefully before too much longer. I'm gonna uh, get another cat at some point. Ah, oh, thanks, buddy. Um, Dave, Dave. Yes, Dave. yes, Tom. Yes, Dave, Tom. David. Tom. Tom. David. Tom. Do you have a movie that deserves more hype? Yes. Oh man, I thought that you might. Yeah, I oh, do. I'm so glad. Oh man. I know it was a close Oof. one. Uh, this is this is called Diablo Rojo. It is uh, coming out of Panama. It is uh, apparently Panama's first 
horror movie. It'll be on Amazon May 2020. Uh, there's a there's a trailer and there's a clip. The clip looks like it's straight out of Cheapers Creepers. It does without yeah. without the sex offender director. Um, but I think I don't think that's actually it. Um, it I I think that's just a part of it. I really like the clip. The ending kind of creeped me out because uh, it's this is a very like low budget practical effects kind of gore movie. It's about it's it's the Diablo Rojo is the red devil bus uh, that apparently in Panama city, they like defy safety regulations and take these like sketchy routes. So it's about someone like a group of guys on one of those routes who encounter like, like a mystical like demon, I believe. I'm actually like a folk monster nerd. So I know what this monster is. Oh really? What's the monster? It's called the Tuli Vieja. And it's like, uh, it's a lady who had a, a child out of wedlock and then she drowned it in the river. And so she's been cursed to stay by the river to look for her, her child for the rest of eternity. And if you, uh, if she's by the river, she looks beautiful like she did when she was like a regular human. But if you make too much noise, she turns into like this unspeakable monster. Yeah. Um, so that sounds like La Llorona. Yeah, it does. It's similar. Uh, yeah this i guess there's cannibals in this there's there's like witchcraft yeah uh it 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 looks like a lot of fun i don't have much else to say about it except that the fact that it's yeah panama's first uh horror movie it's getting good reviews so far yeah it's getting it's getting a lot of buzz in the in like movie nerd circles Oh, okay. Yeah, the practical effects look really good. I guess it's all really the the review I have here says it reminds them of Carrie and the original Suspiria, and I'm like, well, fuck. Well, I'm on board. Then. Yeah. 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 My kink zone for like horror is real narrow, so like I generally it's not my thing. But uh, like for example, when these dudes get off the bus and they run into the monster, like they seem like just sort of confused and uninterested, and I'm like, this seems like a strange uh, acting choice. Yeah, and then they like shoot it in the titty, and I'm like, okay, I think I'm back on board. And the, yes, yes, yeah, yeah so the like, boob this, shot. This could be fun. I don't know if it's going to be bad enough to be good. Which again, it's it's such a narrow thing that a horror movie has to be for me to enjoy it. But you guys, it's are it's really people, right. You're yeah, yeah. it's really we, we it are seems horror like gents. <laughs> it seems like it's it's drifting in and out of both worlds. Where that um, there's parts um, of this that's um, like um, Dave, Dave, what? spook mooks. Okay. Spook books? Spook books. All right. Is that our next podcast? <laughs> yeah. Spook books. Oh, spook books. I like about <laughs> the movies. I like when they have clearly defined rules and then people have to survive using those rules. Like, uh, it sometimes this goes wrong, like an It Follows, where they establish the rules, but then it sort of turned into Scooby Doo, where they're like fucking with the monster by throwing blankets on it and tricking it into the pool <laughs> and all that. But, like, so I guess if you were fighting a Tuli Vieja, like, that's what I'm interested in. I like. Uh, right. In the legends, if you make too much noise, it turns into the monster. So I would sort of like it if they had to like take it out with throwing stars or something, and like that's how that'd be fantastic that for me. Is a movie finding the rules I, and then killing a monster under those rules. Yeah, I like that both both clips that I've seen. There's like a combination of almost like Peter Jackson gore or like monsters where it's like rubber monsters that yeah. look good enough. And then there's some shots that I was like, that genuinely, genuinely, genuinely looks like kind of haunting. 
in a couple shots mm-hmm. here and there. So I'm just wondering what the ratio is going to be there uh, to like, is this a monster like, you know, gore film or is this the trying to be spooky and it, or is it trying to be both? Um, it, I it looks like think, it's trying for sincerity and it, it might miss right. enough for it to be fun. Right. right. I agree with you that Ninja Stars should be involved somewhere in here. Yeah, I was just trying to think of the most quiet weapon. Right. But then again, if you were being quiet, it, it would just look like a regular woman. So you wouldn't be sure you killed the Tuli Vieja. Right. You just, I bet this whole monster was made up by a dude who was killing ladies by the river with throwing stars. And he's like, hey, judge. <laughs> listen, judge, listen. you got to take my word for it. It's the only way to get rid of those Tuli Viejas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you see... um? Sorry, uh, slightly off topic. Ninja Assassin? Uh, with the Korean pop star? I think so. Yeah, I, I yeah. vaguely remember it. I don't know. Uh, it's, I couldn't it's tell not you a, detail about it. It's not a great film, but it brought up the idea that a good horror movie premise would be just you're being hunted by a ninja. Okay. Like, to make just a ninja scary? Because they are, like... If they're regular old ninjas, like if they're just like in the dark, they also treat throwing stars like they're goddamn bullets. Yeah. Like they just tear through people. It's, it's. Do you guys watch uh, Killing Eve? No. No, I haven't seen it. Season one of Killing Eve sort of captures what it would be like getting hunted by a ninja. Like there's just nothing anybody can do about this murderer lady. She'll just like show up in a, in a costume at a kid's Halloween party and murder somebody. And you just think like, man, if someone really was good at this you wouldn't be able to do shit about it. Yeah. It, it's a good show. It could be. Hot yeah. tip. You probably heard that this was a good show. I think it gets nominated for a lot of Emmys. Oh, okay. it, does, it does, yeah. No, I've heard of it. And it's, it's, it's one of those one ones that's on my list, and I just, and I just right. I haven't I have gotten, gotten to it. Like, I have a hundred things on my list. Mm. Fair enough. It's the curse of streaming. There's too much content. Yeah. And poor, you have a whole podcast us. dedicated to getting excited about future content with all the backlog you have. It's true, it's true, yeah. yeah. We haven't yeah, even watched half of these movies that deserve more hype, I don't think. It's hard. I try I try to go back. I, I often try to go back and watch the movies I talk about. Because I sort of... Like, we, we, we do these, and then you forget about them. And then one day you're on Amazon, you're like, oh, hey, that's on there. Like, I believe we did Come to Daddy, right? That was one of the ones for more hype. Mm-hmm. We did, yes. Yeah, I, I, re, I, I finally watched that, and it was good. That's my follow-up for Come to Daddy. Come to Daddy? Yeah. Kurt Good. Yep. <laughs> Elijah Wood. Listen, that's all you need. That's all Elijah you need. Wood. But I don't want to say much about it because it's one of those where it's it's fun It's fun if you don't know what's going to happen okay. or what what the – yeah. That's 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 my – anyway. So Diablo Rojo, everybody check out the trailer. Um, it'll be available on Amazon – this month sometime this month yeah i love a movie about two things this is about unregulated buses and a witch monster so that's yeah. something yeah i mean the bus stuff that's that's a horror movie in itself <laughs> yeah that's already terrifying and then yeah it just collided with witch monster so man you must just be in hog heaven right now <laughs> you're like you saw the bus you're like okay and then the witch monster showed up what he just, the dude comes off the bus and just sort of like absentmindedly shoots it in the city. And he's like, yeah. Like, I don't even know if they actually like meant for the gun to go off. They're like, no, no, no we, we can use it. Just accidentally okay. shot him. No, we'll work it in. We'll work it in. It'll be fine. Oh, man. I think we did it. I think that's it. I think that's a sode. Did we do a yeah. whole podcast? 
we did a we whole did an entire podcast. podcast. Um, um, Sean, Sean, thank you so, so much for being on the show. show. It was great. Yeah, thank you. Absolutely, anytime. The new uh, website, me and Robert Brockway from Cracked have developed. It's called One Nine Hundred Hot Dog. You can find us easily googling that. We're on Patreon, and um, every day we have new jokes about very, very strange things, and it's the best. It is. It, it is the best. It's, it's absolutely fantastic. Is the be- it's, it's. Oh you know, my god. Uh, <laughs> There's, There's so many so things that I was just laughing, laughing so hard I couldn't breathe at. Yeah. Um, all the eight bit. I, I love all the eight bit eight bit artwork you do for it. Thank you. It's thank fucking you. great. It's so good. <laughs> it's like the best thank you for your service. system that I think we could have made. So it's like, for example, Monday is Learning Day, which is just a huge umbrella, and then we find something very strange and educational, and we make fun of it. Uh, Thursday is Fucking Day. We find something very erotic or romantic some days anyway we love it it's a joy to get up and work on it after i was gonna i was gonna ask real quick if there's there's, they're 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 pretty long pieces and some some of them you have to do a lot of of, um image work for like the wrestling wrestling magazine one you just did yeah yeah that Um, takes a lot of time how far in advance do you guys make these articles we are we are two weeks ahead and we stick pretty close to that schedule i think we've almost fallen behind a couple times but but yeah we're a lot of these take, uh, you know, up to 20 hours to make, sometimes more, sometimes less. The idea is that if we have to, like if we're really running behind, we could put one of these together quickly because we're just making fun of one thing. We're not like doing big elaborate lists or, or mm-hmm. whatever. But we, I think uh, Brockway and I are both cursed in that we just sort of can't figure out how to do that. Like in theory, I'm going to make fun of this movie should take one night. But it's like, oh, here we are four days later and I'm making GIFs and I'm you know, right. doing well. That's less, looking at all but, the other movies this director has ever made, and but that's, that's the that's the secret sauce, sauce though. That's what makes it like exactly. better yeah. than all than any than some rando's blog. blog. Like it's like so <laughs> fucking good. <laughs> we work hard, and, and you can you can feel the struggle. Oh man, um, yeah, yeah. No, everybody should absolutely check that out. It's it's, it's worth every, every penny. penny. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, Dave, do you want to tell them about what we got going on? Sure. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. We have exclusive podcasts on there like Tom and Jeff watch Batman and Fox Mulder is a maniac. Uh, and, uh, and other things we watch every Friday. We watch movies. Um, we do. I'm pleased to announce I have bought a DVD player for my computer so we can watch, uh, the, um, Oh, I forgot the damn... Oh, the Sean Austin, Bruce Campbell film, Icebreaker, now. Oh, sweet. Because I have that on DVD. Oh, maybe we can do uh, Ghost Shark, too. Yeah, why not? Oh, no, wait, I think I have the Blu-ray of Ghost Shark. I think I might have fucked you us You'll have to mail me it. You'll have to mail me it. That's yeah, true. Yeah, no, I, I, I just... Yeah, uh, anything on my shelf now we can watch. So, yeah. So it's a yeah. shark and a ghost? Oh, oh, oh man, I'm surprised <laughs> you're, you're not aware of Ghost Shark. <laughs> This is extremely your shit. <laughs> yeah, it's a ghost shark that can appear out of any body of water, no matter how small. Uh, how small? Like, what's the smallest in the movie? Like, um, are we talking a teaspoon of water or like a bathtub? Uh, okay. okay, so there's a scene where there's a kid at a, at a bikini car wash and the ghost shark appears in one of the buckets and eats a bunch of people. Um, there's a scene where a guy drinks a cup of water from a cooler and the ghost shark appears inside his body and splits him in half like a hot dog. Is there, See, this is, this, there's no rules with that for You can't fight ghost shark. 
there's a there's a scene where a kid uh dives down a crocodile mile and the ghost shark appears and just blasts through him like a freight train (laughs) it's the greatest greatest movie ever made i don't mind you spoiling this how do they defeat ghost shark in, in what? Uh, it's a he's cursed by some kind of pirate magic, so they they do some kind of magic to him to kill him. Well, man, that's honestly, I don't care. Like that part's that's the stupidest part. <laughs> the best part is just watching when Ghost Shark will appear. I'd hate to live in a world with Ghost Shark. Just it, it would be a nightmare. Anybody well, just, of water. I would hate Stay away from pirate curses. About Ghost Shark, they'd be like, "I'm not drinking water anymore. I'm scared of Ghost Shark." And then someone would be like, "Ah, oh, you won't show up, Ghost Shark." And then boom, Ghost Shark kills that guy. That would be everybody's mm-hmm. day all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That would, that would happen like 60 times a day. All day long. Oh, man. Fucking Fuck Ghost Shark is a menace. We need to do something about Ghost Shark. Um, we also have a store at tpublic.com slash store slash Gameplay Unemployed. You can get t-shirts, stickers, all kinds of stuff. You can get masks right now. They're doing a special where, or, where you can, if you buy a mask, they donate a mask. So that's cool. Um, so check it out if, if you want to. Or if you don't want to, don't. You, you don't have to listen to me. Ghost Shark from manifesting? We do. Well, 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 I will guarantee, guarantee, I will guarantee that none of the mugs you buy from our tea public store will manifest a ghost shark. You can't make that guarantee. I'm feeling pretty confident. Um, the secret is, is we make all of our mugs with witch's blood. Um, I think we're all set. I think that's it. So, um, say goodbye, everyone. Bye. 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 Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at at the Corlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info.